Gators are on the rise. No, this isn't about football. Gator bites in Florida. Not just people either. Horses are in the mix. Meanwhile, orcas are attacking boats. The question everyone is asking, what's going on in the animal kingdom? Three boats have been sunk by groups of orcas off the coast of Europe. Dozens more attacked and damaged. It's a growing fad among them, and mother killer whales are teaching these techniques to their young. In Florida, gators are getting more aggressive too. Bites are up to seven per year on average, increasing. Recently, a young boy almost lost his life, and a horse fended off a hungry swamp lizard. Sometimes we forget that animals are inhabitants of this world too. The Lord called humans to steward this earth. Sometimes the animals bite back. Christ rules over all. At his return, the gator and the young boy will rest together. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Thursday program, we're in a series called In the Footsteps of Paul. Alexander the Great had a hard time conquering it. Even Caesar Augustus had to put more military outposts there. Basidia Antioch was a violent place with bandits. But it was exactly the place where the Lord sent Paul and Barnabas to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to learn more about this rugged location and look at one of Paul's first sermons captured in Scripture. And after this program, I'd like to send you a copy of the epic documentary In the Footsteps of Paul. I'm David Suchet, and I'm on a journey around the Mediterranean, following in the footsteps of a man who 2,000 years ago traveled more than 10,000 miles around the Roman world on foot, and many, many more by sea. That's David Suchet talking about his incredible journey as he walked in the footsteps of the Apostle. I asked Ray Bruce, the executive producer of this two-part series, why he thought David Suchet connected with Paul and the audience so well. Here's some of what he told me. He was fascinated with the character of Paul. Again, one of the things that we used in the program, uh, which was a truth, that as an actor, in order to play a role, you've got to try and understand that person the best you can. And Mm -hmm. that's what he did. He studied But he wasn't like a professorial, you know, I now know this, I'm now going to tell you this. It was basically he was searching for that information that would empower him to be, you know, to be the act, if he was ever to act St. Paul. Something to remember about the letters which might interest you as an actor, David, is that they were written and they were designed to be read out loud in congregations and in community contexts. So we actually have his spoken word. Yes, I I do think we are capturing the voice. We have, in the letters, captured the voice of Paul. But it it was illuminating, and and you've got a sense that it really surprised him. You know, he didn't know this Mm, stuff. mm, mm, And mm, I think mm. all those elements of being challenged, being surprised, as you say, it's it's a kind of human response. It's not an academic thing or, you know, teaching or or, or in that kind of, I'm telling you stuff. It's discovering stuff with the viewer, Mm, mm. which I think worked well. That's exactly how you will feel as you watch in the footsteps of Paul. You'll be on a journey, discovering places and things about the Apostle Paul that you hadn't seen or maybe even known. After the program, why don't you call us 
and make a generous gift for this documentary DVD called In the Footsteps of Paul. Our number is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or come to our website, watch the trailer, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. For In the Footsteps of Paul. And now, let's open with Todd Agnew. Glory to our great Redeemer, spotless Lamb for sinners slain. My pardon purchased, my ransom paid. Glory, glory to His name. Glory to our great Redeemer, died my death that I might live. Such costly grace He so freely gives Glory, glory to His name Glory to our perfect sacrifice A Lamb whose blood covered my shame The wrath of God poured out and satisfied Glory, glory to His name Great Redeemer, Todd Agnew, leading us, opening this haven today and a program called In the Footsteps of Paul. I'm Charles Morris. You know, it's not very often that someone's nearly first sermon is pretty much scripture. 
But that's exactly what happened with Paul. I have to say I'm thankful for the book of Acts. If the Lord didn't include this in the Bible, we would know so little about the early church. And that means we would have a huge gap in our family history. The book of Acts shows us what happened, how the gospel spread through almost the entire known world of the day. Paul was uniquely prepared to be a powerful preacher of the gospel. He was trained in the Ivy League of rabbinical schools. He was fluent in Greek as well as Aramaic. He was trained in rhetoric. And after the Lord saved him on his way to Damascus, he turned Paul into a preacher. Anywhere he went, he would first go into the synagogues and then the meeting halls, but he would preach. His testimony was powerful, but his insight into the truth of the gospel in real life was even more powerful. But what was it like? What would Paul say? That's another reason why I'm thankful for the book of Acts. We have a lot of Paul's sermons recorded for us, and even one of his first after being sent out with Barnabas to preach the gospel. This place was Pisidia Antioch, near the southern border of Galatia in modern-day Turkey. It was a dangerous place in the ancient world. Paul's comment in 2 Corinthians that he was in constant danger of rivers and robbers fits Pisidia Antioch perfectly. It was one of the most difficult regions for Alexander the Great to conquer. And even after the rise of the Roman Empire, Caesar Augustus had to establish more military outposts in Pisidia than anywhere else to keep it contained. It was a violent place, with rugged bandits, which means it was a perfect place for the Lord to send Paul and Barnabas. The gospel shines brightest in the dark, and it goes to those who need it the most. Paul stepped into Pisidia Antioch with the hope of the gospel. Let's listen together to a portion of what he said in this sermon, read for us by David Suchet, the British actor who's also been leading us in the footsteps of Paul through the documentary. From Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. From Perga, they went on to Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them, saying, Brothers, if you have a word of exhortation for the people, please speak. Standing up, Paul motioned with his hand and said, Fellow Israelites and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. The God of the people of Israel chose our ancestors. He made the people prosper during their stay in Egypt. With mighty power, he led them out of that country. For about 40 years, he endured their conduct in the wilderness, and he overthrew seven nations in Canaan, giving their land to his people as their inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After this, God gave them judges until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people asked for a king, and he gave them Saul, son of Kish, of the tribe of Benjamin, who ruled for 40 years. After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. From this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before the coming of Jesus, John preached repentance and baptism to all the people of Israel. As John was completing his work, he said, Who do you suppose I am? 
I am not the one you are looking for, but there is one coming after me whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. That was Acts chapter 13, 13 through 25, read for us by British actor David Suchet. It was the beginning of the Apostle Paul's sermon to the people of Pisidia, Antioch. He began with a story, a narrative, the history of Israel beginning with the Exodus. As Christians in North America, we don't think about our life as a part of the greatest story ever told, do we? We think of our life in individual terms. How did I become a Christian? What is the Lord doing in my life? Now, these aren't necessarily wrong, but Paul didn't start there. He started by putting us into the Lord's story that he's been writing for thousands of years. The Lord powerfully saved his people from Egypt, led them into the promised land, raised up for them their King David. The story of Israel is our story, really. We were enslaved to sin with no way of escape. The wages of sin, Scripture tells us, is death. That's what Paul says in Romans. But the Lord saved us by raising up our King, King Jesus Christ, the Savior, Jesus the one who God promised to send for his people, the one the prophets spoke of in the Hebrew Bible. This becomes our story, and this is the good news. Paul said that what God promised to our ancestors, he fulfilled for us by raising up Jesus. Now, maybe you're thinking what I thought when I read this sermon. I'm a Gentile, just a tiny bit of Jewish blood in me. How can Paul say that the Israelites are my ancestors? He was speaking to Gentiles as well as Jews. It's amazing to hear this once again. If you belong to the Lord, then all of his people are your family. Abraham is your ancestor. Even if you have no physical relation to him or his biological descendants, Abraham, Moses, David, they're part of our family. These are our people. I think that's amazing. All because of Christ, no one can actually say they have no family. Some of us have been estranged from our physical family for all sorts of reasons, but in Christ, we have a family that is held together by his own blood. He died to lead us to the Father, to forgive us of our sins. Through Jesus, Paul preached the forgiveness of sins. In fact, I'd like you to hear the rest of this powerful sermon, And we pick it up again in Acts 13, starting with verse 23. From this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior Jesus, as he promised. Before the coming of Jesus, John preached repentance and baptism to all the people of Israel. As John was completing his work, he said, Who do you suppose I am? I am not the one you are looking for, but there is one coming after me, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophet that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. 
we tell you the good news. What God promised to our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, you are my son. Today, I have become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay. As God has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. So it is also stated elsewhere, you will not let your Holy One see decay. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I am going to do something in your days that you would never believe even if someone told you. Once again, the voice of the British actor who is a Christ follower, David Suchet. It's almost as if you are hearing Paul preach to you. And it's not surprising, since David Suchet had studied Paul and his writings ever since he became a Christian. He was born as a Jew. Almost 2,000 years ago, Paul ended this sermon in Pisidia, Antioch, by saying, through Jesus... Everyone who believes is set free from sin. Paul proclaimed that Christ died and rose again. And he reminded both Jew and Gentile alike that they could never earn their salvation on their own. They were justified by faith alone. As verse 23 says, through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. So how do you follow Jesus? You follow in Paul's footsteps with me. Turn to Jesus. Believe in him through faith alone and find your forgiveness. Not only will you find forgiveness, but you'll find your family too. An eternal family that you will always belong to. In fact, the end of Acts 13 says a major crowd came to hear Paul preach on the next Sabbath day, and many of the Gentiles were glad and believed and were given eternal life. Those that did not belong now belonged to the greatest family in the world. And all who believe are filled with gladness and joy. This is what the good news does. Even in the hardest of places like Pisidia, Antioch, the Lord building his family, his kingdom, and he is holding on to us. And Christ our Savior will never let us go. Won't you join me in prayer right now? Lord Jesus, I begin this prayer speaking directly to you because it's through you that we can know the Father and we can be part of this family of God through the power of the Holy Spirit that you send to live in us, not only to lead us to faith, but also to keep us in faith. Lord, these are dangerous times here, just like they were in the first century when the Apostle Paul lived. 
Show us as Christians how to treat each other with love and with respect, and above all things, sharing our faith with others so that they can find the lasting true faith that's found only in the new birth that Jesus promised to give us. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Every day, may we make our way back to the cross and see how it's the cross that saves us. It's the power of the gospel at work in us that leads us safely home. We pray this now, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen.
Kristen Getty, Beneath the Cross of Jesus. From that great album by the Gettys, In Christ Alone, here on this Haven Today, and a program called In the Footsteps of Paul. Times are not just changing, they have changed. But one thing doesn't change for a Christian, God's Word, and it's how he speaks to us even now. What a better time than this to follow the life of Paul and how his life shows steps that we should all take living for Christ. If you haven't made your gift yet for the two-part DVD in the footsteps of Paul, hosted by British actor David Suchet, why not today? Why not now? Originally produced for the BBC, this stellar documentary will help you to read your Bible with a new sense of realism on what it means for you. We can't go to all the places Paul traveled to in planting the young church of Jesus Christ, but this is almost as good as traveling there yourself. Call us right now for your copy of In the Footsteps of Paul. Make as generous a gift as you can to help us keep sharing Jesus. And our number you can call right now is 800-654-2836. Or go make your gift on our website at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus, even in the footsteps of Paul, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The book of Ecclesiastes is a difficult book to read. It tells us in many ways that the wisdom of man just isn't enough to bring ultimate satisfaction. It wants us to learn wisdom, the wisdom that says life sometimes is unfair, that God's people don't always have a good life in this world. But within this bleak outlook, Ecclesiastes reminds us that there is a time for everything, a time to die, a time to live, a time for joy and a time for fears. Why is that? Because the Lord has made everything beautiful in its time, and he has set eternity in our hearts. That's the answer, eternal hope found only in the Lord, our Lord, Jesus. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.